0: Welcome to another episode of the Jam Pack Report, today for Friday, December the 11th of 2020. And last night, the Game Awards were streamed live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and many other platforms around the world. And of course, alongside plenty of big awards that were being given out, plenty of large game announcements as well, giving us a look at the future of the gaming industry. What's coming in a couple of hours to a couple of weeks and months to years down the line. There's plenty to dive into today. But before we do that, I did want to say congratulations to the team at Naughty Dog for winning game of the year on The Last of Us Part Two. Of course, this is also my game of the year. I adored this game. I loved Abby. I love Ellie. I love Joel. The whole experience was phenomenal for me, and it really was uh, my literal game of the year. It's just such a good experience, and I know that there's a lot of conversation going around the internet right now when it comes to does The Last of Us Part Two deserve game of the year when it's put up against such other stout competition, and the way that I said it on Twitter is that Just because The Last of Us Part Two and Naughty Dog won Game of the Year does not take away the validity of any of the other games and does not degrade what these other games have accomplished. I mean, Hades, Ghost of Tsushima, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Doom Eternal, Animal Crossing New Horizons, these are all amazing games in their own right with teams that made them possible behind the scenes. Each of these could easily be Game of the Year, and for many of you out there, many of these may be Game of the Year. On top of that, for many of you out there, these might not be anywhere near your game of the year. Uh, and so it really is just a very person-to-person uh, fluctuating kind of, of definition when it comes to what your game of the year is. Uh, for me, I aligned with the panel of judges, and The Last of Us Part Two is absolutely my game of the year. And on top of that, I think it was very uh, deserving of the narrative uh, award here with the best narrative in gaming, because it did really bring me into that world. It was something that I could not put down. I played it day in and day out until I finished the game. It takes a lot for that to happen for me. And for instance, right now uh, with Cyberpunk 2077, I'm trying to get into it. It's not grabbing me right now. Uh, it is also very buggy, but that's a topic for another day. But when it comes to narrative and when it comes to the quality of the game, the absolute quality of The Last of Us Part Two, absolutely a deserving for game of the year. But of course, while the awards are very important for an award show, the announcements that come are also incredibly important as well. And this year's show did not lack those at all. Let's just go ahead and dive into it. A new Super Smash Bros. Ultimate Fighter, Sephiroth, has been announced. Of course, he is going to be joining in the Fighter's Pass Volume 2, with six characters in total joining the pass, alongside new stages and music. The full set is expected to be out by December 31st of 2021, with ARMS min Men and Minecraft Steve added previously. Perfect Dark was also revealed. Developer The Initiative showcased a cinematic trailer for its new game, Perfect Dark. The game is still in early development, but after seeing these sleek visuals of its near future world, we are eager to see more. This is one that was rumored, but not a lot of people actually thought had validity to it. Uh, So, Perfect Dark was a game that was developed by Rare back in the day, and you can actually play a couple of the Perfect Dark games in the Rare Replay collection. Uh, But this is something that had been, again, kind of whispered through the industry. People weren't sure if this was actually going to be the case, Uh, but Perfect Dark is Essentially, in my mind, like a GoldenEye-esque first-person shooter, uh, where there are these independent levels that you kind of work your way through. Now, what this game looks like in 2020, and of course whenever it does end up launching, whenever that may be, uh, is probably going to be very different than what it was back in the day now but when it comes to the world when it comes to the setting uh... very very impressed by this and perfect dark is one of the games that is going to be building out the first party library that xbox offers And that Microsoft uses to add value to the Xbox brand. Because this is going to be, and it has the potential to be, a very, very good game. And obviously it has a lot of funding behind it. Obviously there's a lot of creative talent here as well. Uh, But I'm looking forward to seeing more. And it is going to be, uh, hopefully, the adventure that I remember whenever I played Perfect Dark. Then, Mass Effect got a bit of the spotlight. The last world premiere before the Game of the Year award was given away was a vague one for Mass Effect. Before the teaser ended, the screen faded out to a simple message, Mass Effect will continue. Uh, Of course, if you're looking for gameplay, there is none to be had. Essentially, there was a brief trailer that was very, uh, how you say indecisive, it kind of left a lot of open ends, but according to new reports it seems that the next Mass Effect is going to pick up directly where Mass Effect 3 ended, Uh, so it seems this is going to be what fans want, a continuation of the original trilogy and a uh, pretty much abandonment of what Andromeda tried to bring. Microsoft Flight Simulator is coming to the Xbox Series X in summer of 2021. Of course, the game was released on Windows PC earlier this year and it won the best simulator and it looks very good on the console. Now, it does not look as good as the PC version. Of course, you can see where there are some concessions made when it comes to textures on the ground, uh, but still, it looks phenomenal. And if you were wondering when it is coming to the Series X, it is going to be coming next year. Back for Blood was announced, wow that was gruesome, from the Left for Dead creators, Turtle Rock Back for Blood is a very gross but cool video game. There are 20 foot tall zombies, alongside the cinematic trailer, Turtle Rock also showed off a gameplay trailer too. The game is out on June 22nd of 2021 on PS4, PS5, Windows PC, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. Of course, Back for Blood is essentially Left for Dead 3. And so, when it comes to Left for Dead in general, uh, it's one of those situations where you are curious as to whether or not it is going to be able to fulfill the fans' expectations. And while the cinematic trailer itself looks good for Back for Blood, the gameplay is still very early. And I understand that there was a disclaimer that said that it was like pre-alpha or alpha gameplay. Yes. However, you're launching in six months, I'm, I am cautiously optimistic, and I know a lot of people are on board for this, uh, and Left 4 Dead is one of those legendary franchises that people continue coming back to time and time again, uh, but it has to be done well, because in a world where you have games like Call of Duty Zombies uh, doing what Left for Dead did in a way, uh, you have to have it done very well, and so hopefully the team at Turtle Rock does something incredible here, and I'm looking forward to seeing more. This is weird. Arc 2. Okay, so Ark Survival Evolved is getting a sequel starring Vin Diesel. Now, this was a surprise. Vin Diesel is the star for Ark 2. Wow. Just wow. Just watch the trailer for yourself. Following the trailer, a seriously stacked animated series was featured coming in 2022. Essentially, it looks like it's going to be more Ark, but it's going to have more of a narrative. And it seems like this is going to be something more akin to an enslaved Odyssey of the West. I believe that's the name of that game. Um more so than this open world survival crafting game. I'm sure those elements are going to be there, but it looked more like a strange Horizon Forbidden West kind of situation. A very weird game, and of course the trailer itself is very long, uh, and there's some kind of weird uncanny valley situation going on here. It, It just feels weird. Uh, But, however, I'm not a big fan of art to begin with, so this is probably not a game made for me, Uh, but the fact that they have Vin Diesel and an animated series coming is kind of blowing my mind, so that means that (laughs) the original made a, a lot of money, or they have some investments coming in from some kind of way, shape, or form. Then we got news about Dragon Age. The last Dragon Age game was released in 2014, Dragon Age Inquisition. The next in the series was announced at the Game Awards in 2018, with concept art shown this past year. On Thursday, we got another look at the upcoming highly anticipated game. Uh, Now, it is worth noting, there is literally nothing here. And I said this on Twitter and I'll echo it here again today. Between Mass Effect and Dragon Age, we still haven't seen anything that Bioware is legitimately working on. Um, And I'm sure that the team behind the scenes is working. I'm not trying to undermine the efforts of that team uh, when it comes to creating some kind of new world and new experience for players to dive into. But I want gameplay. I want legitimate demos. I want to see what this game is going to be. And, of course, we have these cinematics. These are all fine and dandy. Uh, And, of course, you see that work has been done and that things are moving in the right direction. But in a time and space whenever there's so much being called into question at BioWare, I feel like there has to be some kind of actual, tangible, playable demo put out into the world uh, for people to to see and have faith in. Now again, I don't know what's happening behind the scenes. I'm sure this game has been stopped and restarted multiple times at this point, so I'm looking forward to seeing more about it. Uh, But as somebody who is uh, not a big Dragon Age fan looks on, I'm just kind of cautiously optimistic and hoping for the best for the player base at this point. Then there is a new Among Us map, though Among Us was released in 2018. It got super popular in 2020, and now that game is getting a new map, Airship, which will uh, be developed by Inter- or Intersloth, not Intersloth, and it was showed off at the Game Awards. It should sound uh, be familiar to Among Us players, but still exciting to learn. Among Us is a weird game because the developers won two awards, very much so deserved, and of course, the new Airship map is essentially the same. Uh, kind of situation, as you see in the original map for Among Us itself. I'm just curious about the legs on this game, because where Fall Guys is published by Devolver Digital, and where Fall Guys has plenty of, of funding coming its way, even it is beginning to wane a good bit, and we'll talk about that more down below, as you can see, but I'm curious about how long Among Us can last in the limelight, so I'm excited to see more, but it's really about maintaining that player interaction, maintaining that player interest, and I don't know that a new map is necessarily going to be able to continue driving that home. Uh, The game is coming to Game Pass, I will say that, on PC uh, soon. TM. Then Fall Guys Season 3 is coming. Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout is getting its third season, and it's coming to the game on December the 15th. It's a seasonal update with a Winter Wonderland world, 7 new levels, and 30 new costumes. Big Yeetus is still here too. Of course, if you do want to dive into the Ultimate Knockout, uh, you can get your little jellybean people into the Winter Wonderland with plenty of new skins and opportunities to dive in with friends uh, with these mini-games if you are still into that. Similarly, Master Chief is in Fortnite now. In December, Fortnite fans found evidence that Halo franchise star Master Chief would come to Fortnite. Now, developer Epic Games has officially announced it alongside some other cool items. Get on that warthog and ride. Master Chief is available in Fortnite now alongside a Halo map Blood Gulch. Some The Walking Dead characters are coming too. Of course, we're talking about Daryl and Michonne, they're on their way, Uh, but The Blood Gulch map, just to give you guys a bit of context there, is going to be in the creative mode where essentially you have a Capture the Flag mode uh, that has been recreated in Fortnite. So the goal is to recreate these experiences that people had back in the day with playing Capture the Flag on Blood Gulch and you can dive in and uh, and play with your friends with these Master Chief skins and all that good stuff pretty impressive. I like it personally. Uh, Now, I deleted Fortnite to make room for Cyberpunk. I'm just not really feeling it. I tried to dive back in last week whenever the Kratos skin launched. I didn't buy anything. Um, And it's just, it's not a game for me right now in in the way that I'm playing games. So I might dive in in the future. But hey, look at that. Master Chief in Fortnite. I know it's a, you know, a good incentive for a lot of uh, Halo fans to dive into Epic's big battle royale. We Are OFK. I I don't know what that is, Uh, but We Are OFK is Hyperlight Drifter co-designer Teddy Deef's new interactive series. Each week for five weeks, a new episode will air, allowing players to experience the world as an indie pop group called OFK. The band performed at the Game Awards, and they got a very cool vibe. So if you're into that, go ahead and dive into it. It Takes Two from Hazelight is a co-op platform adventure game. It looks very charming, and it's coming on March 26th of 2021. This is the game from Joseph Ferris's company. And of course, Joseph Ferris is the guy that, you know, fuck the Oscars, that kind of situation. Uh, this was on my radar. It was announced at last year's Game Awards. And the more that this trailer played, the more impressed I was. Because number one, the game looks incredibly charming. Number two, it has that same setup that A Way Out had, where if one person buys it, they get another free copy for a friend to dive in and play with them. So, you don't have to have two individual friends buying two individual copies. The whole point is to experience the game together. This story, though, is very impressive. These two characters that you see on the screen here, or essentially a couple that are having issues in their relationship. And so during this argument, they are transformed into these little doll people and they have to find their way uh, to fix their relationship before they can transform back into actual people. I love that, and the writing in it is fantastic, of course I'm not going to play it because the audio would probably trigger some kind of DMCA, and you can check it out for yourself of course in the article which I have linked down below, Uh, but the platforming looks super fun and it looks like it's going to be a fantastic world to kind of explore, and actually I'm looking forward to diving into this one. I'm seeing this as especially valuable for couples. Uh, if you have uh, two people that are in a relationship the game together, this is a fantastic chance to kind of get closer together. Uh, or hey, if you want to hit it with a bro, whatever you want to do, man, you know, live your life, live your dream. Uh, but then we had Season coming from PlayStation. Season looks incredible. Scavenger Studio revealed its second game, which will be available on PlayStation and Windows PC via Steam. In Season, players will explore a village and record the world's history before a cataclysm. A release date was not yet given. Very artistic kind of vibe with this one. Road 96 is coming from the team behind Valiant Hearts. Road 96 is a procedural narrative adventure game. The game's expected to take on pop culture of the 1990s, but no release date or platforms were revealed for the title. Uh, Very cool. So this is about pretty much finding your way to the border of the country that is in turmoil, and you have a lot of opportunities to take wrong roads. You have a lot of opportunities to make choices. For instance, if you're hitchhiking, you can choose to get into the car with the individual that you come across or just keep walking you can play it safe or risk it all. You know, it's kind of that situation. Uh, I love the art style. It has a very um, Firewatch kind of approach to it. Uh, And I'm looking forward to seeing more about this one because I'm absolutely going to dive into this. Um, It takes a lot to get me into this narrative procedural kind of situation, but it is one that I am absolutely uh, intrigued by at the very least. And I cannot wait to see what the team comes up with. Then Open Roads is something that's kind of similar in vein while not as edgy. It's coming from the team at Fulbright, and it's a new game with Carrie uh, Russell from The Americans and Caitlin Dever from Booksmart. It's about a mother daughter journey across a series of long abandoned family properties. This is more so a gone home, this is more so a, not quite Life is Strange because there's a lot of weird stuff in that, but the first chunk of Life is Strange, uh, this kind of narrative-driven exploratory adventure. So if you're into that, uh, then that one is going to be coming to PlayStation Consoles next year. Then Evil West is kind of like the Evil Dead meets uh, Call of Juarez. It's very strange, but Red Dead Redemption 2, but make a dark fantasy. From Flying Wild Hog and Focus Home Interactive, Evil West is a Wild West game with vampires and other monsters. It's coming to PS4, PS5, PC, Xbox One, and Series X in 2021. Endless Dungeon is coming from Sega and Amplitude Studios with uh, PC and console releases. Apparently it is both and not a sequel to the previous game, Dungeon of the Endless. You will need to play the roguelite tactical action game to find out, I guess, but from the trailer it's looking pretty stylish. Uh, This is, quite frankly, what you would expect. It is, let me get to the gameplay, Uh, let's find it, there it is, Uh, an endless dungeon. It it just is a dungeon crawler where you have characters with abilities and you pretty much just have the standard kind of dungeon crawler experience. Uh, So, the name itself, very spot on, if I did have to say so myself. The Callisto Protocol is the spiritual successor to Dead Space. Ah, thank you, God. From developer Striking Distance, The Callisto Protocol is a creepy looking game that's got some serious Dead Space vibes, and that makes sense because this is a game from Dead Space developer Glenn Schofield coming in 2022. Now I would give you the link to this one if I had it, you can find it on YouTube, but ultimately this game looks to be the sci-fi horror adventure that people have been wanting from a Dead Space 4, and since Dead Space 4 clearly isn't happening, Glenn Schofield and the team at Striking Distance are making it happen. very good looking game lots of corporate mystery kind of uh, kind of vibes going on there as well towards the end of the trailer but absolutely looking forward to that one And finally, Swedish Chef is coming to Overcooked. If you did want to uh, dive into Overcooked all-you-can-eat, the Muppet is absolutely there. Of course, these are just a few of the announcements that were shown off during the show, but those are the biggest ones by far, Uh, and there were plenty of announcements to be had. Very impressed with the run, and I'm excited to see these games in this DLC and these new additions come to fruition. Um, That's what I love about the Game Awards. It is truly a celebration of gaming, both where we are and where we've been and where we are going in the future because it is really about exploring all these new worlds and getting all these new experiences. Uh, And the Game Awards in a year without an E3 or a PAX really was the last big event that people could look forward to. And it was done incredibly well, including the performance by Eddie Vedder of Pearl Jam, uh, playing Future Days from The Last of Us Part Two. Very impressive stuff here. But one game that was not in this recap that I absolutely had to talk about is PS5-exclusive Returnal, because it's officially coming out on March the 19th of 2021. Now, this is the new game coming from Mark, and it's essentially a third-person uh, roguelite, I think is the way that people describe it. Uh, but this game is something special because essentially it is, again, this third-person shooter and where time and time again you are stuck in this time loop just trying to get out. And Housemark is one of my favorite studios. You look to them for things uh, like the PlayStation 4 launch game Resogun is one that I always look back on. And for me, Returnal could be a console seller. That's a big statement from me because I'm perfectly happy with my Xbox Series X, but Returnal looks like something very, very special, and I'm excited to learn more about it. I'm excited to see how Housemark bakes their history into this new experience they're bringing, but man, this game absolutely has me, and I cannot wait to dive into it whenever I do get my hands on it. If it's coming to PC, I'll probably just play it there, but PlayStation 5 exclusive is what it's called here, so I'm looking forward to learning more. And I might have to pick one up. I I might just have to do it. Now, to round out today's show, I did want to share a lot of the statistics that CD Projekt Red is sharing uh, on their Twitter about the pre-orders and about the sales of the new game, Cyberpunk 2077, you might have heard of it. Uh, But, first and foremost, the pre-order sales split. 59% of players are on PC, 41% of players are on consoles when it comes to pre-launch. Now on top of that, When it comes to the pre-order sales split for physical and digital, 26% is physical, 74% is digital. I found these to be very interesting, and of course this follows up with our uh, 8 million pre-orders announcement that we talked about on yesterday's show. But that is a ton of pre-orders on top of that. Very interesting to see the digital distribution here, and I suppose that does align with the uh, console and PC distribution as well, because more people are on PC, less people are going to be buying it physically on that platform, so I suppose it does make sense, but still just incredible numbers from the team, and that's actually what I'm going to be doing today. I took a PTO day from work, and I'm going to be sitting down giving CD Projekt Red's new adventure a shot in Cyberpunk 2077, but right now... I can feel myself waning, and I think I might wait until the new version launches next year where it's optimized for the Xbox Series X with ray tracing and all the bells and whistles, uh, because there's plenty to play right now. I do want to continue grinding through Assassin's Creed Valhalla, uh, but hey, if you want to dive in, CD Projekt Red's new adventure is out now but that rounds out today's episode of the jam pack report if you enjoyed today's show drop me a like down below and let me know what you thought about the game awards the uh, nominees the winners and the announcements shown off but until next time you guys have a fantastic weekend i'll talk to you soon and peace